Web3 with me is a discussion style podcast about the ins and outs of Web 3.0, hosted by Zach French, known as Off Edge in the verse. From crypto to NFTs, DAOs to DeFi, we cover the abstract philosophical promises and the new business models enabled in this new decentralized world. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or watch the show on YouTube. Thanks and enjoy. Zach French is a bar certified attorney and nothing expressed by Zach during Web3 with me shall be considered legal advice. All the opinions expressed by Zach and his guests are solely their own opinions. All content in Web3 with me is for informational purposes only. Zach and his podcast guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed during Web3 with me. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for being listeners of Web3 with me. I want to take a few seconds to tell you about my exciting new B2B offering. It is the mission here to educate. I sincerely believe Web3 can make the world better for more people. Businesses shouldn't be left out, though, so I've launched The Web3 Coach. It's a bespoke education experience designed to help your team understand how Web3 affects your particular industry or company and identify opportunities unique to Web3. Whether you have a law or accounting firm with a growing number of clients participating in Web3 through crypto and NFTs, or you're a real estate syndicate looking for different ways to raise money, or teams just of fast-growing Web3 companies who want to understand your customers and your new teammates, I make sure you can talk the talk and leave feeling more confident about this crazy new world. Please take a minute to check out my website at theweb3coach.xyz. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. My guest today is Daniel Koth, or DK. DK was one of the first photographers to the We Accept Ash movement, one that is very personal to me, as Ash is the cryptocurrency of destruction created by our favorite artist, Pac. That bond, along with the fact that I totally connected with his work, has turned into one of the most energizing relationships in recent memory. We started the conversation off in an untraditional way, exploring anonymity and pseudonymity, starting with how I recently changed my Twitter to Zach French and am no longer off edge. This prompted an even deeper discussion of the advantages and disadvantages of being pseudonymous in Web3. DK started his career getting dominated by LA Film, but then opening a successful small business, a creative studio for photography, video, and digital design. You can feel DK's strong desire to unleash his creative genius on the world and become a full-time artist. I hope you enjoy the episode. LFG, baby. Let's start vibing. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you on, man. Um, I know that we have uh, formed our bond through the broader Pack Ash community, uh, and have you know been fortunate enough to meet each other briefly in person uh, and had a few conversations. So I'm looking forward to just pressing record. Yeah, on this. Um, I am grateful for the opportunity, um, and it's. Yeah, it's definitely been it's been cool to get to know you in our few conversations and like uh, hear a lot about what you're trying to do in the space with this podcast. Um, now, as Zach French, your real name. <laughs> That's right, audience. I doxed myself this That's past exciting. week. I am no longer off edge. Uh, it was pretty open anyways, but. Man, I have to say it is liberating. 
I feel like it's just the consistency yeah. and being Zach French across all yeah. platforms. What uh, uh, what was the main? I, just, I, um, I, I, I guess so. Initially, were you were you kind of hoping to go down like an anonymous path, or is it just more of like a screen name that you you know just took on at one point? So the original kind of motivation to be off edge uh, was like more like conformist, mm. which is kind uh -huh. of <laughs> ironic, right? Like, because everybody had pseudonyms. Yeah. Um, and at first, like I wouldn't post pictures of myself or anything like that. And then one day I went on a run with my cousin and he's like, sorry, I doxed you. <laughs> and he, like posted a picture of us after a run. Um, and then I was like, wait, I'm about to have a podcast. I'm going to record video. Um, so I, the, the, the origin of the name was a blog that I wrote two posts for called hanging off edge. Mm, okay. Um, and, uh, it was, it was around the stock market and I didn't like, I didn't study finance. I didn't get an MBA. Uh, I didn't work at Goldman or like one of the big investment banks, but like I, I enjoy investing. And so when you're investing, your edge is your advantage, yeah. right? Um, and so I was hanging off the edge because I didn't come from those traditional backgrounds. Ah. Uh, and that's too much of a mouthful hanging <laughs> off edge. So I cut it to off edge and then it just kind of took its life. But like, honestly, like, even though I was known as off edge in Twitter and in discord, um, it didn't, it wasn't like, like the people that I had really good relationships with, like they knew me as Zach. Right. So it was just, you know, eventually I was just like, you know, what, what's the point? And like, I, a lot of my friends that listen to like every single show, they're like, dude, like you got a great name. Like just, <laughs> just go with your name. Like Zach French, man, you don't need to be Zach French slash off edge in parentheses or anything. That's a good, I mean, it's a really, uh, a really rich conversation. I think about, um, and anonymity, like screen names, like pseudonyms, and like just going with the real name, and and like how people end up choosing what they choose. And for me, um, it was it was kind of like two two things for just using kind of like my real name and like kind of just being fully doxxed from the jump. Um, one, I've had Twitter since I think 2010 or something. So like, I just was like. Yeah, I was seasoned. just engaging with NFT stuff and I started realizing no one had their real name and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I kind of had, a, I, I felt like I might have been doing something wrong because like you said, it was just like uh, the conformity of most things was everyone was using a, you know, a, a unique name. But, but then um, I quickly realized once I got into the space as a creator, um, there was a huge... Um, it was a huge benefit to be able to use my real name so that people could look at my work and kind of like see that I didn't just pick up a camera, you know, because I want to make money on in, in, in web three. Um, so there was a, it was a nice, uh, layer of credibility. Um, but I certainly understand people who, you know, choose to be anonymous. It sounds exhausting and just filled with anxiety you're just you would have to like watch your every step but um so yeah i i'm glad you have that uh you ha you, you share the freedom that us doxed folk have <laughs> <laughs> it's it is though like you're pointing to something that is kind of fundamental to the space and i think 
some people have the capacity to be multiple people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm me. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, like I've had other people tell me like one of the best things about me is that you're always going to get the mm-hmm. same person, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not really going to get like Zach one day acting one way. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have mood swings, <laughs> but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I get, I, I come to the workplace and I'm the same person that mm-hmm. I am at home more or less. Right. Um, and it, and it's big difference, but like you look at some of the most famous, completely anonymous individuals, um, and they have a reason for being anonymous. A lot of them like six, five, two, nine comes to, to mind and how six, five, two, nine was, you know, as they proclaim on Twitter successful and, um, doesn't surprise me in other fields in that if there was a, you know, if, if they had just come out as that person, then they wanted like the opposite of mm-hmm. what you had. They didn't want the credibility and the presupposed opinions about that person mm-hmm. because there would be certain circles who would know who that person is. And they wanted to come in fresh from mm-hmm. zero followers. And I checked yesterday, they have 395,000 <laughs> followers. Now. Wow. And I'm just like, you get it. But like, that's an edge yeah. case in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I think, you know, a lot of people did what I did, which is like as a collector, it just seemed like the right thing to do to be anonymous. There was also like when I first joined Nifty Gateway, which is where I first started buying mm-hmm. NFTs and like learning what Web3 was like, there was like the, the security issue was already big mm-hmm. and prominent. Um, and so it was like, I didn't like link my email to begin with or like anything because I was just wanted, like, I don't want people to know who I was, um, at that point. But now it's kind of like, well, I understand what a cold wallet is, you know, I can transfer stuff over there. And so like, I, I definitely see like different use cases, but I think, and also, I mean, remember the big movement towards like, I'm only buying projects with docs founders. (laughs) And, and all that. So like there's, there is that level of like um, uh, this, uh, me and Jameson talked about reputational risk mm-hmm. um, when, when he was on the show that we were talking about, that's like, Hey, if I know who you are, then you are less likely to rug me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or even a slow mm-hmm. rug, right? Like, you know, like, because, you know, I know that you have a, a photography uh, production studio uh, in Arizona, right? Right? Like, you know, like, yeah. And like, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I get both sides of it. And I think it's, I kind of think of it as like existing on a spectrum, yeah, yeah. right? The same way that I think about like IP rights, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, whether to go like retain those rights, license those rights or go full CC mm-hmm. zero. Right. I don't I don't think any of them are a catch all, but I do love that the space encourages people to do it for the right reasons sometimes. Right. Like, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's part of like, I think for a lot of people, the space was kind of this chance to um, to, I, I, I guess, reinvent yourself or like you, you could. You could kind of, you could come into it in whatever way you wanted to. And I think even now, like you said, there's so, there's so many different components to it. And there, it's, a lot of them are on a spectrum that you can really, 
it's it's kind of empowering. You can be who you want to be, and and if if your you know your ambitions are in the right place, you you can you can find an audience, right? You can find people who respect what your goal is. I, and and so uh, this is a great you know great example would be the um, the artist we follow, Pac. Um, and, I mean to say that Pac is polarizing is probably an understatement for, for a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people, you know, think of the fact that he is anonymous, that there's, you know, it's, it's it, the, the sole purpose is to do slow rugs and just to be a jerk and just like take people's money. Um, but I mean, as we can see, is like a lot of people kind of can understand what the, you know, the greater vision is there. Um, and, and still, we're still here for it. And like, um, there's no ill will. And it's just, um, I, for me, it's exciting still, like, um, but at the same time, I know people who, I think it's a lot of it was just, you know, managing your expectations and like, you know, um, under just, I don't know, having a better awareness of what, what the space is. And again, I guess that's maybe a critique of the overall space, because there's a lot going on and it's hard to like understand um, just how complex and like how many different things there are. And um, it really requires you to like have some due diligence on like almost every single move you make in the space. And that's, that's just like such a barrier to entry for a lot of people. And it's like some people I'm like afraid to uh, recommend getting in the space. Cause I'm like, Ooh, like they might totally, you know, give up their seed phrase in the first week or, uh, you know, there's a level of autonomy that not everybody should be blessed with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I, I walk that line sometimes. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> Me too. And then there's the other side, which is like, everybody needs to get scammed for like a mm -hmm. rite of passage, mm -hmm. right? Like Absolutely. just hope you don't lose everything. <laughs> also with, with, with pack, it's like, if you knew who they were and they were making hundreds of millions of dollars, like would they be able to create as much or would they have to focus even more on public perception? Uh, mm. And, you know, I mean, just think about like the people that are in the limelight that make that kind of money as creators. I mean, they're celebrities. Mm. They're followed everywhere. They're filmed everywhere. Mm. But if you don't know who it is, right? What can you really do? Troll them on Twitter <laughs> and Discord? Right. right. <laughs> and I think Pac has already shown that they will disappear yeah. for a while if they need to, um, for better or for worse. I mean, people have uh, short memories. That's always been kind of my idea of like the strategy here. And, you know, eventually people start to slow down. I think there's been some of his larger collectors that have changed their perception uh, lately very yeah. publicly. Um, but you know, to me and like, not to like drill too down much too down and like pack, but like the ethos is still mm -hmm. there that hasn't changed. Um, I think that, you know, there, the controversy like really drums up, like forces you to convert, confirm your convictions, uh, if anything. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what happened with the brief bear market that we went through in um, like April, May of last year. Mm -hmm. It was like 
that's when pack launched the fungible mm -hmm. and you know everything was completely dominated um i mean i remember my portfolio was probably down 80 90 percent <laughs> um it was it was a sad it was it was like i only put in what i said i was willing to lose but like i was still up at night like what was i doing um but then that collection and that release was like you know it's more than investing it's more than speculating it's more than trading um this is someone who understands how to use the medium as the art mm -hmm. um and that that's always been my like core thesis on why pack will be what you know the, one of the greatest creators ever yeah. even outside web3 right yeah that's like such a Beautiful. big um I, I like i couldn't agree more that was very much my own experience where like uh, except for the part where you said you only put in what you're willing to lose i certainly way over leveraged <laughs> myself in the beginning and i, I had gotten to the point where i was like all right chill i'm done like this is this is it let's just sit on this for a while and then i saw the nft siblings video about um i think it was like in big bold letters it was like why you must buy one cube or something like that and um i was uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> i watched it and like i still couldn't even understand who Pac was and um to me it just i like i i didn't even i don't even know if i understood the potential at that point of what a, what the what the what the drop mechanics were and um i just knew it was like it was yeah really it, was, it was incredible and I, I for me i was just like okay i know sotheby's and this is their first thing like that's pretty pretty big i mean they're auctioning off picasso and basquiat and like all these huge artists and their for their foyer into the whole thing is with this person um so i ended up you know getting drawn to that um and you know and then I'll, and then subsequently realizing what like the depth of uh the nft community and i was like because from because of that i got into like the siblings discord i downloaded discord for the first time and like was just hanging out there and i could just you know you start seeing the same people and over and over again and you start talking about things and there's all the, with Pac, there's a ton of speculation, which is just, I think that's the funnest, the, it's just exciting. Um, even now it's still so exciting, but um, yeah, it's, um, it, Pac is, uh, it's, it's a very different um, conversation, I feel like, than, um, the, than, I don't know, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club or something. It's just something entirely different. And I, I'm hoping that by the time the next, you know, big like bull run happens. I, I hope that we kind of see, uh, you know, factions start to split off. Cause right now it's, I think, I feel like you and I may have talked about this before, but it's like everyone who wants to be in web three and there's a, a billion possibilities, but right now we're all cramped together in, in one small room and, and everyone doesn't really have the same goals or visions, but by proxy, we're all together. And um, I'm kind of hoping that we get a splinter off and people get to like find their niche and um, because that's kind of where things get really get a take off and stuff. So that's, I, I'm hoping that that occurred. 
It's so interesting. It was not me, but I do want to riff on that for a second. And I love that, like, we're completely going past the normal opening questions here. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. So, no, no, I love this. This is this is much better. Um, so, yeah, when you think about like um, everybody being jammed into a small room, that's a good analogy for like any new space that has massive adoption really quick. Right. They, they, you got adopted based off one use case. Right. Uh, most likely. And in, in, in our case, it was buying uh, NFTs as investment, um, <laughs> you know, great stuff. Um, but then, like you said, the, the, the bear market, what it does is like, I guess it like you could say it kind of starts to make the walls close in, but there's doors in the walls. Uh, so like, you know, like you can go through the door that says, whoops, I never want to do this again. You can go through the door that says I'm leaning in. And then there's multiple different ways to lean in. And I think the beauty is like, if I could, like maybe I'm beating this analogy to death, but go into the second room, right? And the second room has a ton mm -hmm. more doors. And then honestly, I kind of self-identify as being in that second room uh, and opening up doors, checking something out, opening up doors. Cause I've got the podcast. I teach it corporate. Like I've taught at Amazon a few mm. times and, uh, and like I'm working with, uh, some web three nonprofits now. Uh, and it's just, there is so much possibility, um, that you have to balance with the fact that to make sure it's not, you know, a technology looking for a solution, mm. right. Um, as opposed or technology looking mm -hmm. for a problem, right. Like looking for real solutions. But I mean, there's just a lot out there other than buying, selling NFTs. <laughs> um, and I still think they have their place. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, what you're doing, which we'll get into in a little while is, I mean, it's, it's great. Like you literally, like, you are, you've been successful in your own right. Uh, you know what? Screw it. Let me ask you my opening question. <laughs> okay. Tell me about your founding story, sir. Because <laughs> I want the audience to know what I know about where you came from uh, and how you ended up and what okay, you're doing now. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, so you, do you mean like Web3 specifically or like oh, just brief overview of who the heck I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I want to know what makes you okay. you, right? Like if that's if that's web three, then it's web three, but like, you know, like who makes DK DK, yeah. right? Like where did you come from? Any like big stories in your past, what what you were doing before web three, web three. Sure. Um so I I've I, I'm I went to school for film, first of all, and um I went to right after, right out of high school I moved straight to Los Angeles and went to pursue the whole uh filmmaking career and stuff and just got <laughs> just got beat up and just like just like totally demoralized and uh kind of came running back to the uh the desert over here in arizona and um finished school and then i opened up a, a small business where i just do um and we're in my studio right now but um we do just photo, video, graphic design, web design, that sort of like just all inclusive, um, you know, marketing, very commercial, like not, not very exciting by any means, but um, been doing that for um, 
ever since then, which was, I don't know, I can't even figure out how many years ago that was, but, um, and it's, I kind of found myself or I find myself even now, cause I still obviously still have the business, but, um, it's very, um, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it feels unfulfilling. It's very much like meeting the, the, the goal of like keeping the lights on so that I can pursue other, other passions, I guess. And that's kind of where web three met me, um, sort of by accident, I think, because, um, I got started, I think I got started around the same time you did at the beginning of, um, 2021. I don't know if you, you may were, were in before. Uh, yeah, I was, I, March 2021 okay. was my first. Okay. Purchase. I think mine was also the very beginning of March. It was either that or February. Um, but also it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, Blau, uh, faces. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Faces? It was, um, yeah. uh, mine was faces. Um, <laughs> what was the first one? Oh, it was, uh, it was a painter named John Bergerman. Um, and he does a lot of like spray paint stuff. Um, but it was, yeah, it's this like gummy bear painting thing that I had no idea what, I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, I remember those yeah. gummy bears. They were very popular. They were like holding, they were like, like convict um, pictures. Oh, no, those ones? but I did also partake in that. That's, um, that's Wizzy. Oh, okay. Um, that was, uh, okay. yeah, Karma Chameleon. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I got in with that and I like, from an investing perspective. So no idea, not even remotely thinking about like what the, what it could mean for me as a, you know, for my career, but um, I was just trying to invest. Um, And, and it was again, like what I could just said, I got to that point where I was definitely over leveraged and I was ready to just like chill. And then, and then I was introduced to Pac and, um, that just kind of like passively engaged with that stopped the nifty gateway every day madness. And then just like hung out on discord and Twitter for however many months that was. And I remember, um, uh, I was on a photo shoot or video shoot one, one morning and, uh, one of my business partners who's also involved in, um, like investing in pocket and stuff told me that Ash had shot up to like $5 or something. And I was like, I was like, you're totally joking. Cause that's impossible. It's like a dollar. And, and then it was like <laughs> that subsequent, whatever month, two or three months where it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And like everything just went crazy from there. Um, and I think throughout that whole time, people were always telling me like, um, when I would explain to them, um, that I was buying NFTs or that I was like involved in this community, people would be like, Oh, so you, you need to, like you, you're going to put your work out there. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't know how to explain it, but it's not for photography or like, it's not for what I do. Like, it's not, this, that's just, there's no room for that right now. I don't know. Like it's this like three crazy weird 3d art stuff. And, um, and it wasn't until it was November where it was a couple things happened. Um, Dell and our like Pac Ash community released his first collection and, said he was going to be ash only and um that kind of like put the question in my head and then um and then at the same time um nft photography as a movement kind of started to like started to flourish um and and it was just one day where i um i had a collection of images that i had i um had for a photo book the previous year and i put out 
Um, I put out, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 of those, um, listed them in Ash, did the whole Twitter spiel that I was going to be, um, you know, selling my work in Ash only and just seeing if anything, anyone was listening or whatever. And I went to sleep and, um, I woke up and everything had sold out. And I was just like the next morning, I think from that morning on, it was just like my whole perspective changed on what I should be doing in the space and what was possible for me. And, um, it's kind of felt like a whirlwind since then. Um, uh, but nothing but excitement and, um, just opportunity. It's, it's allowed me to do so many things like going to New York, um, two months ago and meeting you and meeting so many other people and, uh, just getting to just interact with people who have the same convictions. It's just like complete, especially in the context of a bear market has like completely lit my fire. And like, um, now I'm just, I I'm going down the road that I think I should go on. And it's, it's kind of like, I feel like I'm also, I'm in that second room with you where I'm just like, I'm just like observing what, what doors other, other people are going in. I'm asking other people like, well, which door are you going to go? And I want to go with wherever you go. I want to go that way. And like, it's just kind of figuring that out. And um, I don't know, it's an exciting time, but that's kind of my, my synopsis of what's brought me to this point. So I hope that kind of covers it. Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> that is so cool that like you literally posted, you meant it, I guess, on OpenSea, yes, I yep. assume, right? Because it's so easy. And then you mint on OpenSea, you go to sleep and your collection sold out mm-hmm. the next morning. Uh, that is like, like what a cool way to have like, just been like, I'm going to dip my toe in the water <laughs> yeah. and see what happens. And man, the, the We Accept Ash movement is like, I mean... It might be dead now, whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I don't care what it produced though. It's a lot of really, really good art mm-hmm. uh, and yourself included. Uh, and obviously I know Dell has kind of been like the unofficial spokesperson mm-hmm. of it because I think they were the first, at least artists that knew how to cater a big mm-hmm. audience um, to it. And that was fun. I would, I, that was that was when I went divergent from my kind of crowd, mm. right? Like a lot of my friend, my friend was like uh, my my mentor in space, Josh. Oh heck, he he is huge into mm. Pac. He's who told me you need to lean into this and like take it seriously and find blue chip artists that you really believe in. Uh, but he didn't even jo- really join the We Accept Ash mm. kind of like craze if you will like when it was really flourishing and so like this was kind of like my thing Mm. you know like i i was like you know i believe in what this represents and um the cool thing that's come out of the bear market has been that it's more than buying and selling an ash right it's about the ethos of like the people that decided to adopt that early Mm. like yourself and then the collectors that you built up. Who were your early collectors, by the so, way? So, um, the yeah, no, the very me. my very yeah. first sell or sale was um, was Dell. So, um, oh wow, yeah, just to echo the <laughs> sentiment of absolutely the the I would say the official spokesperson of We Accept Ash for sure, um, Dell, and then a lot of people. I think the majority of the people I didn't I had no idea who they were, and um, I think they came from the 
NFT siblings discord. Um, I, I, I think I want to say pixel Jindo was one of the actually bought something from that original art at that time. They definitely own, I think at least two or three from that drop subsequently, but like, I believe they were a part of it. Otherwise I don't remember anyone specifically um, in that first um, and and uh, forgive me if anyone is listening and they they think yeah. I'm a total jerk that I don't remember, um, but it was uh, yeah. Like I said, I think that time and that moment was such a blur. Like to wake up and have those like emails where it's like your item sold, your item sold, your item sold. And you're just like, oh my god, like wh- holy, I don't even know. Yeah, real. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and so I actually like woke up like in the middle of the night, not really when I was supposed to wake up and saw all that stuff. And it was at that same time that um, I literally thought of the idea of doing, doing a POC tribute and like, and I know that was like one of those super like trendy things to do at the time. And I like thought of that. And I, I that night I ordered a bunch of props off of the internet, like, that's same in that same moment where I got all of my like things selling out, I was like, all right, what's the next thing? And um then that drop, which was called um homage, was um also thankfully sold out and Pac. That's when I got on Pac's radar and Pac collected all four works and purchased the the my first art my first like auction piece. Um and that's kind of when, I mean, that's really when things just kind of went into overdrive and like, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, I, I was getting at a point when asking you who your collectors are, because one of the most fascinating things and overused words in this space is community. Um, and as a collector, your community is obviously more than your actual, or as a creator, your, your, um, your community is more than your collectors, but like it starts with your collectors, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the ones that spread the word. So can you take me through when you first realized like, okay, now I'm doing this, like, and I've continued success and I actually have people that are following me. How did you think about like forming a community and like keeping your community engaged? Was that was that even something that you were, were putting like time towards or was it just, I, I got to put out work, which is, you know, um, cool. yeah, well, so first, first thing I feel like, or you said that sometimes are, it's more often that the collectors bring the community or I think that's what you said, but in my mind, I my experience so far and even now is that my, like the community, if you look at that as like the, the, we accept Ash, and the POC collectors as being like this, you know, pre-established community that I was already a part of. I think that is what brought me the collectors. And even now there's so many people who are um, without fail will retweet, you know, my, my latest work and they don't own anything, which is like the greatest thing. And, and I definitely don't think so. The progress, I, to answer your question, I, um, I in the beginning, it, it, I think I was thinking about that, um, but not as much as other things. Because in the in the, in that moment, in those 
those like those couple months at the beginning of or at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, it was so like frantic. And that's when like FOMO was a real thing for everybody. And especially as an artist, it was like you saw someone do something and you're like, I got to focus on that. Um, and, and so um, I, in terms of my own community in my head, it's, it's like, well, I, I, even now I'm like, I don't feel like I have that community personally. I've always felt like the, we accept Ash and like just the, the things that have come from that is this overall community that I'm a part of. And, um, and I definitely try to um, do do what I can to contribute and engage with people. I, I, I obviously I'm not like as big as um, any of these like really like multi million dollar artists. So I have that as like an advantage where like I can I can talk to people directly and it's so much easier. Like I try to be as accessible as possible. So for me. Um, it goes back to like, again, I don't know if we were recording. I think we were, but we were talking about being like your authentic self. And like, um, for me, mm -hmm. I just, I, I like to socialize with people. It's so much easier for me like this being face to face. So I try to do that via Twitter um, in, in, you know, just from communicating to people. Like if, if I see another artist, you know, put out a great piece and they sell it or something. I'll just, I'll, re, I'll DM them and just be like, Hey, like I've seen what you're doing. It's great. It's awesome. And like, I just um, wanted to pop in and say congrats and just like talking to people that I don't know. I feel like sometimes in the space that's not common or there's a thing with artists where they feel like maybe they're too good to talk to collectors or they want to feel like they're, on a different level <laughs> when it's like we're all really kind of here doing the same thing and um and and i think that's like the most important thing another thing uh just a random thing that i did um maybe it was last month or i can't remember what it was but i did a thing where if you if you sent me a and you I, you did it you were a part of it too if if um if you sent me a gm in return i would take a custom photo and yeah. Love and that. I don't even, I can't remember. It was probably close to a hundred people responding and like a hundred custom images. That was like my whole day. And it's, and to me, what a great way to, yeah, it was like, it, uh, your, your it, it really was. So it was such a twofold thing. It was like, it's, it's forcing me to think of the same, the same thing a hundred different ways. And it also allows people to feel connected to what I'm doing. And like, um, I think there's always going to be, um, a new way to do that, like to engage creatively. Um, I know that that's what I like to see from my creators and, um, especially people, artists that I've collected. I love, like, that's the fun, like, that's what the substance is for a lot of it for me. Like, um, and so, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to find ways that work for me on a small, on the small scale um, that could hopefully be scaled as time goes on. But yeah, like, um, like for, I love the, um, when Pac did carbon and did like the gold Vanguard things, like that was really cool. Like that whole experience was really cool. Um, and definitely engaged uh, with the community and like, 
Um, I don't know. It felt like I don't. It just it just it kind of strengthened the bond for me. I think at least to like go through that um, that drop. So um, I think it's really important. And for me, it's an ever the answer to the question is kind of getting answered or like figured out every day in a different way. Um, but I think whatever that is, I think that's probably the most important thing, like above all else, like I know a lot of people focus on the art and like, they don't care if the artist is an asshole or like, uh, not like not even engaging with anybody. Like people are just like the art's great. Other people are buying it. I want to buy it. I don't care. But to me, I'm like, well, you really kind of have to like believe in what that person's doing. You got to like them. They got to be like a good person. Like you wouldn't want to buy. I mean, Hitler was a good artist, but no one's buying Hitler stuff. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And if they are, it has nothing to do with what kind of person he was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's so interesting. The, uh, there's a few things I want to unpack there. So, uh, one is you were not intentionally building a community because you didn't really need to, right? Like the, um, you had already joined a community and you knew that community or you saw that that community was supporting you, right? Just by virtue of being a member of the community. Um, and, you know, that is a unique story. I don't think uh, a lot of, at least a lot of the artists that I talk to have been able to, to do that, right? Um, like to, to kind of take what is in there already. And like, you didn't do it like intentionally, right? Like you weren't, I mean, yeah, you took Ash eventually and like all that, but like, like you didn't go and you're like, Ooh, Oh, I'm going to capitalize on this. We accept Ash thing. You know, like you went in you're like, I love these people. I'm going to produce some art and if they like it, they'll buy it. Right. Like, which, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I love the idea of grassroots community Mm -hmm. building. I don't like the idea of hype based community building, Mm -hmm. which is 95% of the space, maybe 99. Um, We've been having, I'm in the, the beans discord as you'll, see on my background when the shows up is like, and we're so anti-hype there, right? Like I've probably never, like I probably talked to you about it for like two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like, yeah. Hey man, you got to come join the beans and like all that. But like, if you ask me why I do it, then like, I'll give you the story. Right. Like I think just if you're, if you're around like-minded individuals, right. That you feel like are in it for the right reasons. Like, how you form that community can be totally different than like some strategic way of engaging people. But then once you have it, what you do to do things like the picture taking and all that, like, I love that. That was so exciting. I saw, I think I was past the 80th one where you're like, sorry. And and I was like, Oh dang. And then you surprised me and you sent it to me. Like it, it was, it was cool, man. It made me feel good. Like we're like friends, like real friends, right? Like, and what is a community if not a bunch of friends, you know, like a productive community is a bunch of people that are friendly with each other. Uh, And I just don't feel like at least engaging with you, with Thor, with like other, these other like people that I consider core Austin, like to the pack community. Like, I don't feel like there's ulterior Mm -hmm. motives Uh really, you know? 
no, don't get me wrong. If we make good money on these collections, like, yeah. woo. Um, but like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's something, it's something more. It's kind of, kind of reminds me and embodies like the wag me, uh, you know, kind of thing. And like, and that I've been making sure to caveat with like, not just financially, yeah. right. We are all going to make it means more mm-hmm. than that. Maybe we're just finding a new circle of people, uh, which I feel like web three does better than any other, you know, type of technology or anything where, there's no, and this kind of goes back to our pseudonym and uh, anonymity art, uh, conversation. It's like, there's no um, presupposed notions about who someone is. If you don't know what they look like, if you aren't sitting there like stalking them on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, where you can see what they do with their life, who knows like how much of that is real. Like you're just going in and you are literally typing conversations with people. And while I think that ultimately you need to take it to this level, and I think this is a great step, I don't think I've ever been more energized than our first conversation uh, that we had together. Uh, but like, like really like, like just getting to know someone that way, like forces like some sort of like just authentic connection. Uh, and I found that reaching out to people is like, I'll just be like, Hey man, want to chat? You know, like want to get on a video chat. And like, when I turn on video, it's like, Oh, we're doing video. You know, like, (laughs) I love that. I love that. I think that's beautiful, man. Well, I I appreciate you elaborating on that. I think that, you know, when it comes to this, like you, you see it, like, I think the, the default is like open discord, build hype in discord. Um, and, uh, when I was first, I was talking to my buddy Gavin Shapiro on the show and, you know, he was the one that pointed out, he just managed his community through like Twitter and Instagram oh. and he manages his community in a way that's like, and he'll probably doesn't want to use the word manage, but like engages with his community uh, in, in a way that's native to the platform. So like he'll have good conversations with people on um on twitter and then you know use um instagram as more of like a gallery Mm. right because it's really more that's what people are doing they're scrolling through they're looking at the Mm. pictures whereas as twitter you're like what's an insight what's the news Mm. what's you know that kind of stuff so um that's That's cool do you have any other kind of like closing thoughts on on community um uh no i guess to just like echo everything i think for anyone who's you know trying to trying to do something whether that's make art or like this like do a podcast or like something where you are trying to garner an audience um whether your whether your current audience is one or two people or ten thousand or three hundred thousand like you said the other guy um don't take it for granted don't take it for granted. An audience is an audience, whether it's whether it's literally just your mom <laughs> or your your family and your friends. Like, um, it's whether you like it or not. That's what it's all about. That's the that's the foundation that that incredible things are built upon. So, I think um, I think a lot of people overlook that, or like like I said, they kind of want to jump to that point where they don't have to worry about engaging with you know a small handful of people but um i think those people probably don't even they're not even in the right headspace to begin with but like um 
yeah, to me, that's what it's all about. That's what the whole web three, at least for me is all about. Um, it's, and I found that and I definitely like, I didn't think obviously I came into this from an investing standpoint, but that's what I've found. And that's why I'm still here through the bear market because it's like anyone who's still here has really strong ambitions. They want to foster the community or a new community. And like, um, that's, I mean, as human beings, that's like, that's just like in our DNA. That's like, uh, I don't know. It's just that it gets me really excited. Um, I know it gets you excited and, um, that's, that's why we're here when we're here. And so it's like anyone, anyone who is there, especially for, um, for whatever it is you're doing, like take the time and, 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 and talk to people, engage with people in new and creative ways. Cause that, like I said, that's, that's literally what it's all about. So. That's awesome. And it's a great transition to one of my traditional questions, which is how do you define web three? Um, well, web three, um, it's, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm sure people have much better answers than I do about this, but, um, web three, is at least for me it's kind of like the giving it is the platform of the people it's it kind of cuts out every it's the the in, in its pure form right it's decentralized and it cuts out all the noise, all the bullshit. Um, it's 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 literally what you want to make of it, um, which I think is at least for me one of the most appealing things. So, Web three I think is like a platform for the people, um, as opposed to I guess like corporations or um, um, just centralized stuff. Um, obviously right now I've heard people say we're in web 2.5 or not, we're not quite there. Um, and I don't know if web three is maybe also, uh, a completely idealized, like impossible environment that we never actually fully attain. Cause in my mind, it's almost like complete freedom. Like it's like the purest form of, um, digital freedom. Um, and whether, whether it actually gets to the point where it fulfills that completely or not. I don't know. I'm, I, I think a lot of us, we believe in that vision of that so much that we're, you know, we're on, we're in it for the long haul and we're, you know, we're, we're saddled up for the long ride, but um, yeah. So that would be my, my non-answer answer, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't consider that. <laughs> okay, good. I, I love the, I love the fact that you were sincere in the answer. Um, you know, I, I think if you are giving a presentation to people on what is Web3, then you go to the traditional yeah. meme of read, write, own. Um, but I think a better way to ask the question, which is the question you answered, was how do you describe Web3? Right? How do you describe what this is to you? And it, it was beautiful. Oh, good. So, Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, so my, my, I also have a very traditional closing okay. question as we near the top of the hour. 
where do you see yourself and Web3 in the next six to 12 months? And where do you see yourself in Web3 in the next five to 10 years? Okay. Um, so the space in the next six to 12 months, um, it's, I would be a fool to think that I actually have the answer to this because I obviously being in the space for almost two years now, coming up on two years, it's, it's just so impossible to predict. Um, what I hope that it is in the next six to 12 months, um, I hope to see again, sort of this, um, this, you know, this splintering effect where, you know, these, uh, niche communities kind of are able to break off and empowered to break off and audiences and, um, communities follow and, and start to start to work on building their foundations separate from like, um, separate from, I don't know, the core of it. Um, so I, I, that's kind of where I see, I, I, I think we're, um, I feel like we're uh, again, kind of coming up on another little, little boost and everything. Like, I think that there's, uh, sunshine ahead, I guess that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, because I think as more and more people are, um, there's just a lot going on and there's a lot of people who are continuing to build tools and resources for this space. And I haven't seen any signs of that slowing down. So if you're talking about 12 months from today, there's probably things that we don't even know, like have no clue. Like I couldn't even imagine and describe what's being built probably. And, um, I hope OpenSea maybe doesn't exist or something better. <laughs> We're talking about something better in 12 months. Um, <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, and then for me, you say five years, six to five years for me? Yeah, five to 10 years. I, I mean, this is the big, hairy, mm -hmm. audacious prediction. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you watch my show with Austin. His has been one of my <laughs> favorites so far, but um uh, yeah, man, get as crazy as you want. It doesn't even have to be like realistic. I'm going to be on Mars taking photos. No, um, that would be freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, that would objectively be be pretty exciting. Um, I, I think I my goal is I I just want to be I I want to be doing this. I want to be doing this full time, almost in the same way that I'm doing it now, but like. Um, there's always a, obviously the, you know, I have to maintain my business and I've got to like, I've got to, I've got to take pictures of, um, bicycles and stuff like that, that I, you know, I'm not super passionate about doing that, but I've got to do that now. And in the future, I hope that I'm able to make a living out of this, um, find the collectors, um, that will kind of enable me to kind of carry out my vision. So it'd be more of, um, taking taking making the photos that i want to make um uh, shamelessly and with as much freedom as possible um and and bringing it back to the community question kind of having a pretty robust community um not even more not i'm not i guess i'm not even saying more robust than now but like I, if we if i could maintain the relationships that i have now in the space and like um, 
kind of continue to build upon those in for the next several years, that's fantastic. That would be, I'd be just so stoked about that. Um, and I would love to find ways to get to a point where I'm able to like help other people with their, you know, their five-year visions. Like if there's anything I can do, because like you said, it's like at the end of the day, we're, we've all been in the space for so long. We're friends. Like you and I are friends and in real life, you want to empower your friends and like help everyone get to a better place because that's what friendship is. So I want to be able to continue to grow those relationships with those people. And hopefully we're all kind of on the mountaintop and, and in five to six years or closer to it. I don't know. So that's maybe a little bit, uh, <laughs> kind of like, a a dream vision of five to six years, but that's what every day when I wake up for the last two years, it's like, I, how do I make, how do I get closer to that? Um, and so I'm going to do everything I can to get to that point. And I'm sure I know you're have similar convictions. So, um, hopefully we're in a really cool spot by then. Yeah, we'll be doing it together. I think, you know, a few things that you said there like really hit home, which is like, one, the idea that you have been able to do this full time, I hope you're able to do that in six to 12 months. I think your work uh, encourages a level of vulnerability that um, serves a lot of people really well. Um, I, I, it, it really, I, could, I, I, it, I empathize with it a lot. And um, I think a lot of people do. I just don't know how pe comfortable people are bringing that out mm -hmm. in public. So, you know, if you continue to put out work like that, like, you know, you heard it here, folks, <laughs> DK is going to be, you know, the, one of the most famous photographers. Oh, of all time. It, I hope I, I honestly, like I do like, especially with this last collection. So, you know, I see that as a six to 12 months for you personally. Wow. Uh, not that, you know, who the hell am I, but You're like, Zach French, you know, as your you friend, <laughs> yeah, I'm not off edge. I'm Zach French. Um, but yeah, that, and then, you know, one of the like kind of inherent things that you were saying in the in the five to six year uh, thing is the fact that it doesn't need to be more people, but how valuable is it to know someone for that long and have continuous relationship with them? If there's people in my life that are not my family that I have talked to consistently for five to six years, they are best friends. In fact, I have about two or three that I talk to on average, five times a week. Right. And I, I love that. I love the idea of me calling you and be like, yo, dude, did you hear what? Like, just like having those conversations and like talking through like maybe your drops and stuff like that. And like some struggles you're going like, that's friendship. And, and that's something that you can't do overnight. Right. Like, in fact, it's kind of hard to do in six to 12 months, but over five to six years, 10 years, if you're still talking to people, like that would be my greatest joy as well, man. I, I, I love that. And I hope that, that we're doing that right. You know, barring some dystopian society, <laughs> you know, I won't go there completely, but you know, we'll be there, man. Um, 
I really, really appreciate you coming on. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and hope to get to do it again with you um, as we both kind of move forward in the space because there's an authenticity to you as a person uh, and like genuinely wanting to see other people like succeed and be happy and engage with them that like, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people share that. So, you know, I'm excited that's for the future. Nice of you to say, thank you. Um, I, yeah, to me, that's just like the, the core of all of this. I mean, that's, there's no other reason to do it. Um, it's, it's just because of that's what my understanding is of this space kind of being this ultimate empowerment for, for people. Um, it's if you're not doing that with with your own resources like what's the point so um yeah yeah. so again thank you thank you for having me on this podcast thanks for always um i i am very uh grateful for like how proficient you are at like uh like rallying people and like getting them to talk to each other and like um getting these conversations to happen because um Again, it's the space where things always happen on Twitter and you're only limited to so many characters. A lot of the times people, um, you just don't get to that next level of connection. And so I really appreciate um, your proficiency at um, making that happen. And so I would love to be back on the show whenever uh, you'd, you'd want me to. So um, yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to see all the things that you do in six to 12 months and the next decade man and i'll be there along for the ride Let's do it maybe <laughs> yes sir yes sir awesome yeah. thanks so much thanks for joining web3 with me make sure to follow us on youtube spotify and apple podcasts also if you enjoyed the show please leave us a review as it'll help us reach more people if you want to connect with me personally you can find me on twitter at offedge underscore Thanks for vibing in the verse with me and hope you'll join us next time.